Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, my name is Crystal Sparks and my goal of this podcast is to help grow your faith and to help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. You know, I'm going to share with you today about how to know when you're the leader, how to know when you're the leader. Um, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is um, with Jesus and uh, John the Baptist. I think the relationship that they hold together is just so beautiful. It's so sweet. I love um, the way that they just did life together. I love the way that John the Baptist was continuously um, pointing towards Jesus. And you see Jesus pointing towards John the Baptist. In fact, um, Jesus said to uh, his disciples that there is no one who's had greater faith than John the Baptist. I, I just think that's amazing because when you think through all the prophets of the Old Testament and all the people to have ever been told about in the Bible, Jesus declares that John was the greatest of them all. And in Matthew chapter 14, um, we see that John has died. John the Baptist has died. And um, one of the verses that has always gripped my heart is found in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. It says, As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. Next sentence. But the crowds heard where he was and headed and followed on foot from many towns. And Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. You know, from here is when we see that Jesus feeds the 5,000 out of this story. And what I think is crazy is that Jesus is going through his own mental anguish. Like here he is in this point of time where he is honestly going through one of the biggest heartbreaks. You know, we, we have to remember that, yes, Jesus was um, God incarnate, but he's also 100% man. And so he's processing the same feelings, the same emotions that we feel whenever we're going through a loss and a heartache. And I'm going to talk to you just really raw and really honest. And just before you think that this is about anybody, it's not. It, it's not at all. This is something that I've had to remind myself of through the years. Um, that how to know when you're a leader. You know how do you how do you know when you're the leader? Is it when you get the title at work? Is it when um, all of a sudden now you know you're leading on a big stage and all these people are looking to you? Is it when the success of the business finally takes off? Is it, is it when you have a huge online following? Is it when you've hit 25,000 followers or is 100,000, you know, actually when you're a leader? In fact, whenever you look through um, different statistics and things, they would say that anything under 50,000 that you're just considered a micro-influencer. So I would pose the question to you, is a micro-influencer still a leader? You know, um, is the person who's leading a community group in their house, or are they a leader? Who is a leader and how do you know when you've now become a leader? I, I think about this question often and I'm often brought back to this story about Jesus. Here he is in the midst of his deepest pain. He goes to be alone. He just wants a minute by himself and everybody comes, the crowds come, all these people are following. And I will just tell you that your Bible never makes mention of a single person asking Jesus, how are you? 
you know, are you okay? Like, hey, you you came here by yourself. You came here to grieve. You came here because you're going through your own problems, your own emotional difficulties, your own things that you're processing through. No, the crowd came to Jesus because they had problems. How to know that you're the leader is that I'm going to say this just as honestly as I can. You know you're leading when people come to you about their problems and not about yours. You know that you're a leader when people are no longer checking in on you. You're the one who's checking in on people. And I think if we'll just get real honest, I think that a lot of people have a misconstrued view of leadership. We think that when we're the leader, that people are going to look after us. They're going to care for us. No, that's when you're the follower. The minute that you become the leader, now people are coming to you because they're coming with their own problems problems, their own situations. See, none of those people, I'm just going to say this as blunt as possible. None of those people cared that Jesus was going through emotional trauma. None of those people cared about what his personal life was going through. They came because they cared about their own problems. They had their own difficulties, their own things that they needed Jesus to solve. And I will just say that you know you're a leader when people stop checking in on you. When people stop checking in on you, it means that you are now no longer a follower and you've now come out front. And and I think what happens is we stop getting checked in on as leaders and we get frustrated. We get resentful. Doesn't anybody care about my feelings? Doesn't anybody care about who I am? Who's, Who's checking on me? Who loves me? And I will just say that Jesus had thousands who followed him. He had 12 that learned from him and he had three that were his closest friends. And as you read through your Bible, even when Jesus was in the garden, he is in the place of his deepest pain and he has his three closest friends there. And he's like, guys, I am tormented to the point of death. Will you just pray with me? And all three fell asleep. None of them were like, Jesus, like, this is bad. Like, we need to check on you. Like, is everything okay? Like, this is, I mean, you are sweating blood, Jesus. Like, do you think we need to get a doctor? They never said that. In fact, they fell asleep. Why? Because their role in Jesus's life was to be the follower and not be the leader. And as long as the leader is present, it brings calm to the people. And and I will just tell you that this is just me just talking through as a leader. I have lots of people who look to me and, and I can just tell you that very few people reach out to me and say, how are you doing? Uh, and, and I don't fault for them for that because that's not their job. Their job isn't to lead me. I have a pastor and, and that pastor looks after me and we have overseers and those people um, look to me. But my I know that the people who are following me, it's not their job to love and care for my spiritual and emotional needs. And if I get resentful at them for not taking care of me, then I'm no longer leading. I'm now following. And, and I want to challenge you that wherever you are, I think that we have a natural proclivity to get frustrated in these times and seasons because here we are, we're going through our own emotional things, but you know what? People's job who are following you is not to check on you. Their job is to follow you. And sometimes it's going to be following you through your own sadness, through your own problems. I'm not saying that you have to mask it. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that if we're getting frustrated at our people that we are called to lead, that they're not checking on our well-being, then it's time to pause and go, wait, where where have I begun to be a follower? And why am I misdefining what leadership is? In 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, it says, And David was greatly distressed 
for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Just pause. In this time, the people are mad at David because things aren't turning out the way they wanted it to. They they want their way. They want it to look a certain way. And, and I will just say that the times that we find ourselves in, every single person has their own opinion about what the decisions we should make as leaders, um, the way we should go, the, you know, the roads we should go down, all the different things, right? And, and so here he is, he's going through his own emotional problems. He's going through his own difficulty. He too is trying to process the situation and the people that God's called him to lead aren't even encouraging him. But here's the thing, just the fact that they're not encouraging him doesn't mean that he gets to opt out of being the leader. It says, but David encouraged himself and the Lord his God. I want to tell you that the most important thing you can do as a leader is get really good at encouraging yourself. You have to be your biggest hype squad. And if you are looking for something outside of you to validate the calling within you, you will come short every single time. If I am looking for my church to validate me, if I'm looking for my staff to validate me, if I'm looking for whoever to validate me, I am no longer a leader. I am now a follower. And there is nothing wrong with being a part of a team. But if you believe that God has called you to lead something, and then now you are embittered that the people you are leading are not there having a hype squad for you every day, you are not doing biblical-based teaching, leadership, because every biblical leader never ever was getting encouragement from their followers. They weren't. In fact, they were getting complaints. They were getting scrutiny. They were getting criticized. They were getting told what they thought they should be doing better. And in fact, you will find the leader all throughout the Bible, they're going through their own pain, their own troubles, and, and yet the people aren't coming to them to ask them how they're doing. They're coming to them with their own problems. Here Paul is, he's imprisoned, and he lists off to us all the things that he's endured, and yet he's writing a letter, not because the people wrote him a letter to check on him. They wrote a letter because they're having their problems. They didn't send a sympathy card to Paul in prison like, I'm sorry that you've been beaten almost to the point of death. No, they wrote a letter that, Hey, we've got problems and and we need you to solve them. And and I just want to encourage you that I think that a lot of times we get frustrated in leadership because we're trying to get validation from the wrong people. And, And I believe that God has called every single one of us to lead. We are all leading in some way, but it's not my children's job to tell me I'm doing a good job. It's my job as a mother to provide a great place for them to grow and to flourish and to be bed. It's not my church's job to check on my emotional and spiritual and physical well-being. It is my pastor's job to do that. I have a pastor who's looking after me. And here's the thing is that I found this, that people don't know what you need until you say what you need. So if you need something, don't be afraid to ask for it. Jesus, there was times where he went away by himself because he knew I'm not in a good place to lead right now. I need just a minute to receive what I need from God. I will say this, anything that you're not getting vertically, you'll be frustrated with horizontally. Meaning when I get my love, my validation, my worth from God, then I'm able to give it out horizontally. Where I begin to mess up as a leader is when I'm looking for the people that I have called to lead to begin to validate, love, and affirm me, then I'm not receiving that from God. Then now all of a sudden I'm going to have roller coaster leadership. And so I will just say for me with my pastor, 
I don't wait for him to just magically know that I've got a problem or magically know that I've got a situation or magically know that I'm going through emotional turmoil. I begin to reach out to them and say, hey, I'm going through a really hard time. And, 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 if you, and if you just can, can you just pray for me? And that is me saying as a leader, that's my role. Think about Jesus. When he went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, he prepped the atmosphere. He left the thousands, left the hundreds, left the 12, and took three. And, and that was his way of saying, this is my close circle of friends that I can be intimate and be real with. I can completely uh, let them see parts of me that nobody else sees. And as, as leaders... The job of the crowd is not to see you um, stripped down. It's not to help you um, get to the next level or to build you up or to be there in your times of sadness. Every person listening to this, you need to have three people in your phone that you can call and three people that you can text and say, Hey, pray for me. And you know that when you send that text, they're going to pray heaven down, that they're going to begin to lift you up. But here's the thing. It's not the job of the three to guess what you need. It's the job of the three to be there when you're in your place of need. And so how do you know that you're the leader? Is that now all of a sudden you find yourself alone. Jesus in his pain was feeling really alone. And he was looking around and he was like, man, even in the place of pain, people are still bringing problems. You know, it was um, honestly several months ago, I was going through my own um, things and I was having some really hard things with my daughter and just some really trying times. And honestly, I cried so much and my heart was breaking and just really trying to lead in ways I just wasn't sure what to do. And then to couple with that, um, I had been extremely sick um, for several weeks and I went to church and I was out there and it took every ounce of energy to be standing in that foyer, like literally. Um, my body didn't feel good. My heart was broken. Um, just a lot of things I was going through. And I had somebody come up to me and they're like, I need you to pray for me. And I was like, absolutely. And so I joined hands with them and um, began to pray. And after I got done praying, they told me, they go, this is a really big deal. Like, I, I really do need you to pray. And, and I was like, I wanted to go off on them and just be like, do you understand that it's like by faith that I'm here right now? Do you understand that I'm going through my own situations with my daughter right now? Do you know the emotional and like physical things that I'm having to navigate through, that it is a testament of faith right now that I'm standing here. That's what I wanted to say. But here's the thing is that as that person's pastor in that moment, his job was not to be emotionally there for me or spiritually there for me. That was my job for him. And me showing up and being there was me saying, I'm available for you. And so that's my bad. That's not his bad. And I told him, I was like, you're absolutely right. I know that this is a big deal. And all I'm trying to say is, you know that you're a leader is that when you're in those times and you start to question it, I'm just going to be so real and honest with you. You're going to have those moments of, does anybody even really care about me? Because you know they care about what you do, right? But you wonder, do they care about me? It should be said that the crowds were all there for Jesus when he was multiplying loaves and fish. The crowds were all there when he was healing people. The minute the miracle stopped and their problems weren't being solved, they went somewhere else. 
And I want to tell you as leaders, I'm going to say this as honestly as I can, that there are people that are in your life that you are called to lead. And the reason why they are following you is that you solve their problems. The minute you don't solve their problems, they'll find somebody else who will solve their problems. Their job in your life is not to solve your problems. You're following somebody who's helping you with your problems. And in turn, you are leading somebody else whose problems you are helping solve. And I think when we begin to get those roles reversed is when we start getting messed up. And for me in that moment in the foyer, I had to remind myself my role that day was showing up not as Crystal Sparks, who's been going through all of this, but as Crystal Sparks, who's a pastor. And my job is to be the leader. My job's not to be the follower. And in that time, in that space, it wasn't the time for me to expect a follower to lead me. My job is to lead them. And and I want to encourage you that maybe you're here in the season and you feel a little bit embittered and you're like, why doesn't anybody care about me? All they want is what I can do for them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they do because you're the leader. And part of your role as the leader is to be the leader. And don't be frustrated that your followers are asking you to be the leader in this time because you should be following somebody and that somebody is leading you. And your role in that person's life is to be the follower. And their job is to spiritually and physically and emotionally shepherd you. So usually whenever I get resentful, um, what it lets me know is that I've pulled away in some way from my three that help feed me and help nurture me um, emotionally and spiritually. So for me, when I start having those things, it's always just like a red flag of like, hey, I've been plugging into the wrong things. I'm putting wrong expectations on people. And so I need to back up and I need to give myself some space and I need to let myself get filled from God and from my spiritual leadership so I can again in turn give out horizontally. Because here's the thing, is that definitions equal freedom, right? And if I misdefine relationships and I put expectations on people that they are never able to fill, then I'm going to continuously come up shorthanded and I'm going to continually be disappointed. But if I decide, you know what, this is how I'm going to show up in this relationship. This is what I'm expecting to receive. And this is also what I'm expecting to give. Then now all of a sudden it gives huge freedom and I'm able to begin to do what God's called me to do. So how to know that you're the leader is that when people are coming to you with their problems, even when you're in the midst of your own difficulty. So I hope you got something out of that. As always, be subscribed uh, here to my channel. You can subscribe to my email list by clicking the link down below. Uh, I haven't been really good about sending emails out. But hopefully I'm going to be better. No promises. Um, I've been putting out a lot of content lately. I've got a Psalm 23 group um, that is located over on Facebook that we've been going through Psalm 23. And so I've just been developing so much content for that. And then on top of that, our church has been doing um, a thing called Good News uh, Monday through Friday where my husband and I go live on that. So on top of that, I have another group that I do on Sunday nights. Um, All those groups are through Zoom um, that we're studying first and second Samuel. So I'm just putting out a lot of content right now. But every time I think about sitting down and recording the podcast, I'm like, do I even have anything good to say? Um, But this is me putting myself back out there. And uh, hopefully this encourages you wherever you're at and that I'm believing and declaring that you're going to lead like never before. If you want awesome leadership uh, content, I have an amazing monthly uh, 
membership program called Inner Circle. It's $25 a month. And once you sign up, you get access to all my leadership teachings. One's kind of like this and a whole lot more practicals on how to be a better leader. No matter where you're leading, I believe that all of us are leading someone and all of us are called to lead. And so I think that you'll get something out of that. Um, it's $25 a month. It's always open for enrollment. And the great thing is the minute you sign up, you get content all the way back through 2018. So you can literally listen to hours and hours of content. So the link will be down below in the show notes. With all that said, share this podcast if it encouraged you, and I will see you soon.